Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. On today's broadcast, we're continuing with the message we began at the beginning of the week, where Bishop Clark uses Colossians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, for part 2 of the message in the Conception series, Loving Yourself is Not a Sin. How do you relate to God being within you? Amen. You can change anybody's life, especially the lady, if you give them a Louis Vuitton. That's on you. It's not in you. If I put a Louis Vuitton on your shoulder, you'll walk different. A few years ago, a few years ago, my sister and I went over to the Millennium Mall, and she said, you know, I want you to get past a nice gift. I said, okay, you lead the way. So she took me to the Louis Vuitton store. I didn't know. I had no clue. I thought Coach was the was the 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 pinnacle. I, I I had no clue at all. I had no clue about what these people are doing. But I saw big ballers. I saw big ballers walking through there. Big ballers. I came in there wearing an Aero Jordan. They thought I was a baller too, just a short baller. <laughs> I had no clue. But I was cool with it. My sister got up there and said, and I, I, when I deal with stuff, I deal with it a certain way. I never do a lot of talking when I'm in the store. I don't make, I don't make a lot of sounds. They said, which one do you like? I was pointing at stuff. Never speaking, just pointing. They laid it out before me. I had no clue. They started getting the prices. I almost lost my mind. But I was out there now. I was already out there. I had no clue. I had no clue at all. I, don't, I didn't care anything about the Louis Vuitton. What? You could buy a whole case of luggage for one bag. My sister was working it. <laughs> this is it. Which one do you like? I chose. I chose that one. They love when I when I walk in there. They love the way I move. They feel like I got millions because it's the way I move with it. I never talk. Yeah, give me. Never do that. It's always, it's pointing, and I move to something else. Start watching something else. It's just a natural gift I have. <laughs> when my sister showed me the prices, I, I literally almost fainted. <laughs> I grab, I, I, I grabbed the counter. <laughs> I kept my composure, but inside I was like, "This doesn't make no sense." Anyway, I purchased it. I went ahead and purchased it. And when I purchased it, I gave it to her and said, you walk out with it. And the way she stepped through the mall, listen to what I'm telling you. I'm watching my sister. The way she stepped through the mall. This is no lie. When she stepped through the mall, they opened up like people would move. When they saw the Louis Vuitton bag, they would move out the way like this. Because I'm watching it. 
when we got to the outside of, uh, of Neiman Marcus, there was a group of church people there. And when she walked, opened the door, they all parted, just like the Red Sea. <laughs> then an escort showed up with a, uh, an emergency vehicle and took me all the way to the vehicle. There was an escort that escorted us to the vehicle, like an armed guard. Listen to what I'm trying to tell you. Now that's something you will put on you and look how it changes you. It can't speak, it can't comfort, and it stays in a bag. <laughs> what about the treasure that's in you? Does it make you does it make you walk different? Make you square your shoulders? You still all slouched out. I don't nobody say I ain't no real believer. I don't I don't need all that. I don't, I don't want to offend nobody. My sister didn't care. I said, look at that girl. Look at that girl. When I got home and my sister presented that, gave it to me, I presented it to the wife. She almost, oh, oh. I, I was like, wow. <laughs> Think about it, how we respond to things that are external. But we minimize the treasure that's on the inside. Paul said it powerfully, man, it's great. That I've been perplexed, but I'm not destroyed. Cast down, forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. I care about in my body the dying of the Lord that life will come to others. For he's placed this treasure in an earthen vessel. That the excellency may be of the power of God and not of us. He chose to put his spirit. A treasure in an earthen vessel, a, a crack pot, in other words. He loves it. He loves you so much, he will put this, this magnificent deposit in us. But we don't love ourselves enough to say, this is not my own. I've been bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Relate to him properly. The definition of relate is to understand and appreciate someone. To understand and appreciate someone. To understand them and then what? Appreciate. That's twofold. Let me get an understanding. If you get an understanding of someone and you don't appreciate, don't appreciate them, you can't say you relate it properly. You have to get an understanding of who they are. That's self-knowledge. Their value, their worth. I love to teach this. Finding themselves, putting the highest estimation on themselves, accepting self, self-knowledge. You have to understand them, then you have to learn how to appreciate what you understand. 
Never devalue it. I don't care how far they fall. Never devalue the person. Even if they make a mistake, they are not the mistake. They made a mistake. This is key now. Especially with brothers and sisters. Love your neighbor as yourself. How many of you, when you fall, you don't want God to forgive you? Or you don't want a second chance? Yet, when others fall, we turn our thumbs down on them. We don't even give them an opportunity to bounce back. You must set your eye on longevity. You must see down the road when you deal with God and his people. Because he's never dealing. God is never just talking to where you are. He's always thinking about where you're going. That's the kind of God we serve. So you want to think about you want to think about understanding the person and then appreciating the person. Let's go a little deeper. You want to give them an association as well. Understanding, appreciation, and then association. That means they're able to join the family. They're able to join the association. They're able to be a part and to participate. So if we're going to relate to new members, we can't make them stick outside of the camp for a year until they warm up to us. We have to be able to say, you join, you're part of the family, I appreciate you and I understand you, now you can join this association. You join the military, they give you three months or two months and make you feel like you're a low down good for nothing. But after you get past that, they give you a graduation and say you are now part of the armed forces. You join a company. Wow, you go through orientation. They okay, you can, you can expect this benefit after you get through your probation period. And everybody needs to experience that. Before you get a woman, you need to work. You don't need nobody trying to get, you need to understand that's a part of who you are. It helps your psyche. That's what God did with Adam. Breathe into the man the breath of life. The next thing is you got to get a job. That's what he told Adam. Listen, I need you to keep the garden. I need you to keep it. I need you to take care of it. Take care of it before you ever made a woman for the man. Because I need to teach you some realities here. If you don't ever do that, there's something that won't develop in you. <laughs> Glory to God. Little boys, you can plait their hair long if you want. Tell them, I want you to get dirty. You ain't raising a real man now. He's got to put his hands in his plow to something. He's got to be able to exchange strength for wealth. It don't come, for, it don't come easy. And if you don't get that, they'll develop a mentality that life is like that. Let me calm down. You're all looking at me straight. <sighs> Young men need to work. All men need to work. All men. All men. Got to pull a pyramid. You got to work in the vineyard. The sun is going down. All of us go through it. My daddy had a lawn service when we were 12, 13, 11, 10. Get out there. Get on the truck. He knew he said that more than he said hello. Get on the truck. <laughs> You're eating me out of house and home. I said, but daddy, I didn't ask to come here. I mean, what are you talking about? Get on the truck. 
Before I knew how to read, I was cutting grass. But it was good for me. When I grew up as a man, there's something that just started kicking in. Started kicking in. Because what God does as you exchange that, he starts developing your mind. And you have to come under somebody's authority. And it's good for you. It's good for you. Sometimes they'll ignore you. But you don't go to work for affirmation. You go to work because they pay you. And that's how God develops you. Got to join an association. When you go to a job, you go through, listen to me, you go through orientation. They give you the benefits. They say you're part of this company now. You're a part. You can, you can enjoy the benefits of being a part. It needs to be the same way with all relations. Let them join. Don't keep them on the outside. You mix your family. You bring kids into a relationship. You know, you can't just love your biological. You have to love that man's biological. And that man needs to love yours. If you mix the families. You can't say, oh, that, you take care of yours. You can't be that way. That's why before you make these moves, you need to talk to somebody. Because it'll be, it'll be difficult. Especially when you see a person chastising your biological severely. So you need to have these understandings if you're going to relate properly. I deal with this all of the time. Appreciation, association, understanding, and understanding and appreciation, and then association. Let them join. This is what friendship is all about. Connections. Correlation. From one thing to another. The correlation from one thing to another. Thank you Lord. Some people can't relate to others because they're extremely introverted. But if you're going to relate, you got to come out of that. You got to bounce out of that. You got to say that's not... That's something because of the fall that I need God to correct in my life. I need to be renewed there. How do I, how do I step out of being an introvert and start just, just relating properly? God will help you to do so. If you're taking notes, what is the difference between a relay and a relation? Let's look at a relay race. We can all practice. We can all run around the track, but if I don't pass the baton to you properly, all of us are disqualified. That's really, and a lot of people are tied up with relay. I'm go, I got to pass that baton, and when am I going to get it? And when am I going to get it? And when am I going to get it? You don't even have to love the person, just as long as they pass the baton. Because your eye is set on, I need to get that goal. You just happen to be a team member. But really, I need to get the gold. But when you relate, you come out of relay races. Even if I don't win, I want you to win. Even if they don't call my name, I want you to win. It's like a mother relating to her own child. I want you to go farther than I've gone. Further. Then I've gone. People in the kingdom, I want you to go further than I was able to go. I love you that much. 
Come out of the relay races in church. Come out of it. Relays don't testify of who God is. It testifies of who we are. Relation is where God is. Now you could be in a relay and have relations. But many times it's not about the relationship. God will have you running in a race. And a person can't win the relay race. They run slower than you. You have to actually slow down and miss the goal so they can cross the finish line. That's the kind of God he is. Look at John chapter 14, verse 6 and 7. It's on the screen. Jesus said, I am the way. So if you need to go through the entrance, you need to find him. Relate to the entryway through Jesus. I am the truth. I am the evidence. What evidence are you looking for? What evidence are you looking for? If you're looking for the evidence, he's the evidence. You must find the entry point to evidence. And I am the life. The essence to all life is Christ. So why are we searching for it in other things? You must relate to him. If you want to get to the father, he's the door to the father. You must relate to him properly. Association, understanding, and appreciation. Appreciate him for being the way or the entrance, the truth or the evidence, the life or the essence. Learn to love him there, then you can love yourself more. You mean he valued me to prepare a way for me? He valued me to give me the evidence that I need and the life, the life forth, the breath to accomplish my goals? Yeah, he did all that for me? Thank you, Jesus. I like Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 18. It's not known it's not known for a passage that really encourages because it's really bloody. But look at, what, uh, look, at what, look at what God says in Leviticus 19 and 18. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against one of your people. But love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Jesus took that passage out of Leviticus. He said, that's one of the greatest commandments. Y'all ran over it. You want to know about the tithe. You want to know about what you need to wear. You want to know the garments that need to be worn. When am I going to wear a collar and a chain? When am I going to stand before people? When am I going to get position? He said, you're missing it all. I don't even want you to hold a grudge against your own. Thank you, Jesus. I don't want you to seek for revenge. Against one of your people. I don't care what they did. But love your neighbor. Just like you would want someone to show mercy to you. Relate to the passage properly. You'll see the grace enter in to help you with it. For I am the Lord. And the one that spoke in Leviticus 19 is the same God that spoke in Mark. Thank you Jesus. Ooh. I need to go deeper. 
And I'm out of here. Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 1. Write it down. You can visit it later. The whole chapter is incredible because he slaps us before he relates to us. Sometimes we need to be slapped out of a stupor. It says the vision concerning Judah and Jerusalem that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw during the reign of several kings. Uzziah, Jotham, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, king of Judah. Hear, O heaven, listen, O earth, for the Lord has what? Spoken. How do you relate to the spoken word? Do you appreciate it? Do you understand it? And do you associate? Or do you just hear it? Remember, if you're going to relate, you need all three. Hear, O, o heaven, listen, O Israel, O, o earth, for the Lord has spoken. I reared children and brought them up. Watch this, but they didn't relate. They rebelled against me. In other words, I raised you up. I fed you. I made sure you went to school every day. I made sure you had what you need. I did the best that I can do. But when you grew up, you rebelled against me. Look at number three. The ox knows his master. The donkey knows his owner or his manager. But Israel did not know me. Nor understand me. You have not related to me properly. Well, donkey, you can stand out there in the field and a man say, all right, it's time to come in. The donkey say, I know that voice and start moving toward it. Thank you, Jesus. The ox knows his master. The donkey knows his master. And the ox knows his master. The, the, the donkey knows his manager. But Israel doesn't know my voice. I've been calling you a long time, but you haven't appreciated, you don't associate, and you don't understand. How long do we have to go over these same roads? Come on, uh, uh, United States. How long do we have to remind you that you've been bought with a price? How many times do you need to understand that God is about relation? Emmanuel. That's what he called his name is Emmanuel. God with us. Not God in heaven. God wanting to walk in the midst of us. God wanting to shake hands. God wants to kiss babies. God wants to dedicate children. God wants to go and find the lost sheep that leaves him. He'll go leave 99 and go into the mountain to seek the one that went astray. Because he's all about relating. And if a church don't relate to its community, why are we here? Thank you, God. Come on, y'all, whisper, say, preach, bishop. Preach, bishop. I'm preaching, man. Preach. Look at number four. Ah, sinful nation, people loaded with guilt. God didn't want us loaded with guilt. But when we rebel against him, we're loaded with what? With guilt. Overloaded with guilt. Look at verse five. Why should you be beaten anymore? I'm tired of punishing you. Why do you persist in rebellion? It's not my first love. It's to spank you. Your whole head is injured. 
your whole heart afflicted. From the sole of your foot to the top of your head, there is no soundness. If you don't relate to me properly, that's how you are. Man may wave at you and say everything is right, but deep down inside, we know there's no soundness. Only look at this, wounds. Still grieving over what happened 40 years ago. Wells of open sores, welts. That means the wounds have not healed. If he is Jehovah Jireh, if he's our healer, we need to relate to him properly so he can impart the healing. But if you rebel, you can be in the proximity of the healing and never receive Christmas has a darkness brighter than the blazing noon. Christmas has a chillness warmer than the heat of June. Christmas has a beauty lovelier than the world can show. For Christmas bringeth Jesus brought for us so low. Earth strike up your music, birds that sing and bells that ring. Heaven has answering music for all angels soon to sing. Earth put on your whitest bridal robe of spotless snow. For Christmas bringeth Jesus, brought for us so low. A poem by Christina Rossetti. From Bishop Merton Clark, Pastor Sabrina Clark, and the entire Truth Revealed family, Merry Christmas, and may the blessings of the Almighty overtake you in the new year. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at thewordoftruth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 1803. That's reference number 1803. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. King David said this. He said, I was young and now I'm old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed beg bread. God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above your ability, but will with every test also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God loves you. And so do I. I want you to be encouraged. Lift up your head. 
let the King of Glory come in. Who is this King? He's our Lord, our Savior. He's mighty and strong, and He's mighty to fight in every battle that you're facing. Until next time, God bless you and keep you is my prayer.